special series today. We're very lucky to have and meet for the first time. Both Kim and I meeting for the first time. Lachlan Conway. He's he's one of the Super Eight, and we're going to be discovering him at the same time as you do. So uh, yeah, really excited to have you on the show, Lachlan. Thank you very much. It's awesome to be here. Sick. Thanks for joining us. So you're in Adelaide. Um, yes. And uh, the, I guess there's been a little bit of uh, action going on with the borders and with the, the pandemic and with the lockdown and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, it's been an interesting journey for you, I guess, from your call up to BOA to uh, now where we are and now they've had the extension and stuff like that. So, yeah, how are you feeling about everything? Fine. We really only had like five days off, I think. Uh, you guys have had a lot, like in Melbourne, it was, uh, I think, three, four weeks. Sydney, I don't even want to go into that. So retrospectively, um, I'm not even complaining about it. We had a week off, so that's fine. Um, I'm not even, I kept doing cardio, kept doing weights, so it didn't oh, hit me too hard. So, yeah. That's yeah. great. And what, like, what does your physical prep look like between now and the event? Um, what pre- changes for you? Yeah. I pretty much, uh, I, I used to do a lot of like skipping and cardio, but I do enough jujitsu now running the gym. I train usually one, at least twice a day, uh, mm-hmm. sort of at least twice a day, most days, some days once, uh, once a day. And I do weights three times a week. So right. uh, that's my strength and conditioning and my uh, preparation. And yeah. then I have now, because I'm getting old, started incorporating a lot of uh, recovery things like Epsom salt baths saunas massage um yoga stretching so i'm trying to like make my competition career go as long as i can so and when all of a sudden that sounds like a fucking yeah. beautiful life. you're talking to 240 plus uh people here so when you you're in your 30s and you say old we're just like nah sorry nothing about getting old man i'll tell you now <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss being in my twenties, being able to go out like all night on a Friday night, roll into training Saturday, tear it up, and then just feel fine and go out again Saturday. Um, I think I'd probably be in the R in the ER if I tried to do that now. Um, so yeah, yeah. things yeah. are changing, yeah. times are changing for me, that's for sure. Yeah. How how would um would you describe your style, Lachlan, as a as a competitor, as a jiu-jitsu player? What's your are you uh you know, a leg attacker, are you a um, guard player? You know, what's your, what's your style? Pretty eclectic with my style. Um, I would say I'm wild. I um, oh, wow. jump and do a lot of like crazy shit. Um, <laughs> I do attack legs. Um, I've got quite a good leg lock game, but I also like upper body attacks, attack in the back. But I try to create a lot of scrambles. I don't know if I try to, but I end up in a lot of scrambles and I end up using a lot of speed and energy to try to win them. So I like a scrappy fight and I like a fun fight. Um, Being held in positions for a long period of time really bores me. Uh, It's what I hate the most about the sport. So I I try to create a lot of movement um, and my coaches hate me for this, but I'm also known for doing a lot of stupid shit that I shouldn't do Uh, in the nationals before one of the best things I've done, I grabbed my opponent and I pulled him into sight. I don't know what I was doing. I'm like, I'm not going to get him to the ground. I'm down on points and yeah. I need to find a way to win this. So I grabbed him and I pulled him on top of me into side control to get the fight going from there. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit unorthodox things in my matches, that's for sure. Um, what happened when you pulled him into side control? Did you win that match? I- yeah, I, I flipped them over, got the garden, and I ankle him. So, um, wow. 
Uh, yeah, it worked. Uh, if any of my students did that, I would tell them that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Don't do that again. <laughs> hey, it worked. Any other yeah. fun stories? You were mentioning on our chat earlier about a couple of uh, competition uh, highlights. What? Yeah, I got caught. Well, it's funny I could Pablo, uh, and I got caught in an electric chair, and it was really set on. It was super deep, and I'm like, fuck, my hips are going to snap. And I just looked at him cold in the face and uh, as he was going for it, I'm like, I can't take any more of this. And I'm like, sorry, man, uh, I actually do a, a fair bit of yoga. I can do this split, so this isn't going to work on me. Uh, <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, ah, damn. And he lets go of it. <laughs> and uh, that's the first time I've ever been able to talk my way out of a submission. So that's probably my like jujitsu career highlight, being able to... Uh, blind uh bluff my way through getting out of uh submission so that was pretty cool and i went up to him after the match and i'm like by the way man that was on and he's like are you fucking kidding me i'm like no (laughs) do you have like a little kind of module in your school you know to teach your students how to like talk during the match like key things to say as an escape like yeah, the, the more shit you talk, the more it throws your opponent off. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm just talking stupid stuff, basically. I also have a tendency to talk in my matches as well, which I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I think you can get DQ'd for that, yeah, depending on the ref. So, yeah, If you maybe. talk to the – yeah, yeah, it, it depends on what rule set I'm I – don't, I don't do that at the Pampax. I don't do that at the Nationals. But at the States um, and the local ones, um, you can't shut me up. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. And are you going to be taking anyone with you from Radelaide across to Victoria for this? Are you going to take like a, have you got a significant other or a, someone in your corner? Or? Um, so I've got um, one of my team. I don't know if his fight's been announced yet, so I probably shouldn't say it yet. But one of my, uh, the people that coaches at my gym um, and my main training partner, uh, has a match coming up on it. He was originally not going to, but um, another event in Adelaide got cancelled. So now he's looking to be doing this one here. So we're going to head down and another one of my um, uh, students has maybe a match on the card if they can find one for her. So me and two others look like we'll be heading down as the Adelaide rep crew. Cool. Awesome. What is the Adelaide scene like? You might actually be one of our first guests that we've had on from Adelaide, to be honest. I don't think we've had too many others. What What's the scene like over there, the jiu-jitsu scene in general? It's grow, It's getting better. Um, uh, it, like everywhere, I'm, I'm sure you guys have been around for ages. That When it started, like every gym hated everyone and you weren't allowed to talk to anyone. I don't know yes. if that was the case then. <laughs> was, was that the case of yeah, well, yeah. It probably was when I started. Um, Anton came from the Gold Coast, so I'm not sure what it was like up there. But it's in Melbourne, like there was definitely a lot. Oh, my God. There's lots of politics. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of politics yeah. in Melbourne too, yeah. So we had that in Adelaide as well. Um, and now uh, like a new breed of coaches, like the people that started then are now coaching. And so we will cross-train. Like most people will cross-train happily, um, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so it means that you get to experience other people's styles. Uh, you don't get caught in like an echo chamber. Um, I, I like throw away a bunch of my A-game stuff because everyone at my gym knows what I'm doing and I can't get it to work. And then I'll go to another gym and I'm like, oh, shit, this works. Everyone just knows what I'm doing half the time. So um, that's that's really good. Um, so, But that's all from cross-training. So the scene's getting better. It's getting bigger. Um, blue to purple, the competition scene's fantastic. It has it's, it's got a long way to go in the black belt scene um, and the – brown belt scene um i struggled to get matches in the states um there was only two entrances last states and it was 
me and Declan, so we don't fight each other. So um, hopefully the states that are coming around this year, there'll be a lot more black belts competing. So yeah, there's over 15 to 20 black belts in Adelaide. It's so it's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of not hard, but it's not great to see that the States, the most prestigious event in Adelaide can't get a single black belt match going. Mm. Yeah. And how did you find yourself in jujitsu like way back when? I don't know. You seem pretty young. I'm guessing you're mid twenties, something like that. I don't know. How old are you? I am going to take that as a massive compliment because I'm in my mid-30s. Okay, cool. All right. So you're in your <laughs> mid-30s. What was, how old were you when you took your first jiu-jitsu class and how did you find yourself there? How did you get there? Uh, so I'm 33 now and I took my first class when I was 20. And I think I was watching uh, – I, I love Pride and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I watched a video of Genki Sudo at this, like, West Side grappling tournament. And it was just a monster. It was, like – flipping around, triangling people, at, like just being a maniac. I'm like, that's the sport that I want to do and that's how I want to fight. So, yeah, that that's what got me into it. And I also love Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I've always had a thing for like martial arts shows. So uh, I, I love that and I still do. So that well, got me into it, thinking if I trained hard enough, I could become like Goku or Vegeta. Hasn't worked, but it's a good goal. Sure is, man. Awesome. awesome. And what about um, getting back to Boa, like, comp day what's your sort of prep like what's what's your day look like generally is it different for boa to what it would be for another tournament like a, a states or anything like that or do you keep the same tried and true it's funny someone told me once like um it doesn't matter if you're fighting for the gold medal in the world or if you're doing a local tournament against a white belt for me it's always like that is the most important thing at that point in time so like it, it, it always remains pretty similar. Um, I'm going to do the prep the best that I can. Um, I think it's day before weigh-ins, which is a huge relief. Most of my fights, uh, like the, the late week, week leading up to it, I have no thought of the fight in it, so itself. All I'm thinking about is that weight cut, which mm. is a blessing and a curse because it means that I'm not worrying about fighting. I'm just worrying about what I eat. Um, but now because we can do the sauna cut, um, I'm obviously going to be focused on the fight a little bit, a little bit more because I know I can cut the weight in the sauna. So, have you got much weight of... to cut? Just to interrupt, sorry. Nah, I'm 80 on the dock, oh, so okay. um, I'm pretty much oh, nothing, nothing at all to cut. So, uh, I think I'm actually 79, so I'm on weight now. Um, mm-hmm. But oh. I have the ability to balloon weight really quickly, uh, so I can get to 90 kilos in a week if you uh, put me under the wrong circumstances. <laughs> give me access to too much Uber Eats. So weight blowouts are a thing for me. I've competed from 67 to 99 in my jiu-jitsu wow. career. Jeez, awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And it wasn't a healthy 99. <laughs> so Sorry, just going back to your prep. So is there anything specific that you do like on the day to help you prepare? Like what, what, what's your little routine like? already have one um i don't really like routines i i kind of just rock up with food um have fun smile and just go out there and do it um it's going to happen um uh, i really like fighting and i it sounds weird but i don't really i don't really mind losing so much so not having that as like a huge thing like fuck what if i lose uh it really takes a lot of the tension off um yeah i always look at it like this this is you're gonna i've, I've had over 400 jiu-jitsu matches in my career like you know from tournaments like the first tournaments i used to do it would be like four brackets to get the four golds in adelaide i'd have to do like 16 fights so like do that twice a year you get like 32 fights a year so you're gonna lose and you're gonna lose a lot so you better be, you better get good at it um so yeah i guess i have over the years i just 
brush it off onto the next one. It doesn't make you any better or worse. So not having, yeah, not having that fear of losing, um, like, don't get me wrong. This is not like some way of trying to like get out of like, uh, uh, saying it's not important because I always want to win, but like if I lose, shit happens onto the next one. Smile, congratulate the opponent, and that's that. So, yeah, awesome. It's uh, a great attitude. Everyone should have that, I suppose. Yeah, I just I think you're the first. And then I go home and start punching the wall as hard as I can, crying <laughs> in the by myself when no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all a front. Yeah. <laughs> it was going really well. I was about to say how amazing that was. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, but it really is. I don't think anyone's actually had quite that view before. And we talked to a lot of people about their comp, um, mindset and that's refreshingly different. It's really cool, man. And I, I think it encourages you to take those risks, you know, yep. and have the, and set up those scrambles. And that, that's really cool, man. So I'm, I'm super excited to watch you compete now. Didn't know so you. I. Well, now I'm super excited. Now, come on, man. <laughs> you were keen before. Let's... <laughs> So Boa, like what, what does Boa actually mean to you as an event? Like as far as uh, in relation to others, like let's say handbacks or whatever, you know, what does Boa yep. actually represent? Man, I thought my, my goal when I started jiu-jitsu, um, I started in Adelaide, obviously. I'm an Adelaide person. I've been in Adelaide my whole life, except for when I um, uh, moved overseas to teach MMA for a while. Um I always wanted to win Pampax, a black belt. That was like the, the creme de la creme shit, like, you know, the, the big tournament. And I did that and that was awesome. And that now like, um, now getting like invited to Boa, the biggest, not, not even arguably the biggest uh, event in all of Australia and getting a, a message, do you want to do it? That was like mind blowing. Cause I've always seen people and I'm like, oh wow, that person's doing it, that person's doing it. So, so to get the call up was just a really, really awesome thing. Um, I, couldn't believe it. I'm stoked. I, I'm over the moon. I'm so happy to be able to be on the show. I, I'm going to go out there like a maniac and just fight like an insane person and put on a good show. Hopefully win at the same time. Thank you, man. I'm yeah. so fucking excited for this. That's awesome, man. Make it a drinking game. For every time that I do a move that I shouldn't do or something that's really stupid, you should take a shot and uh, you get pretty drunk pretty quickly watching me fight like that. <laughs> Actually, on that note, five days today... Five years, sorry, today since I've had any alcohol or any drugs in my system. So this is actually a big day for me. Not like I was out of control, wild alcoholic before that, yep. but I just wanted to play a different game. And today is, is actually a bit of a celebrationary day for Lachlan, me. Lachlan, I'm not like that at all. I'm more than happy to do that. I'll, I'll take the shots for you when you, yeah, uh, you do the stupid you shit. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a Congratulations on the giving out the alcohol. If it's not healthy for you, you got to get rid of that. I've this, uh, I've just given up alcohol um i've realized it's not like a great thing for me so i've completely nixed that from uh from my diet and uh it's it's made a huge difference i'm like heaps fitter um but yeah yeah i'm, I'm on board with that briefly to what you said i mean you're still you for me uh, you're still a spring chicken yeah but like what you were saying earlier about um now recognizing that your recovery is more important yep. like what sort of other things have you done to change things up like i don't think you're that much older than too many others on the card i think you, you're yeah. still in the age category but in some ways for me i take being a bit older sometimes to be an advantage because you've got like a bit more kind of street smarts or whatever like mentally yep. It can actually be better. So, but physically, what sort of things uh, have you found that you've needed to change as you are advancing down the ages? 
So I used to, uh, well, for a while, like I started taking this seriously at the beginning of the year, I would get like massive shoulder pains and I would wake up in the night, like just like with my shoulders seized up and I'd have to um, like take Panadol or stretch or something like that. And I couldn't get a proper night's sleep. So I'm like, wait, I'm training all the time. I'm doing literally nothing to aid my recovery. So then I looked into some good things. Um, I pretty, I pretty quickly jumped onto the, I know it's, pretty standard and everyone does it uh but i did i got into the sauna so i started doing sauna and then the uh, cold bath sauna cold baths that helped a lot that helped with muscle recovery um i rate the highest thing of anything that i do epsom salt baths mm. so i run an epsom salt bath as hot as i can put the whole thing the magnesium in there that that just i, I could go through a two-hour training session come home barely able to walk um hop in that bath for 20 minutes hate the whole time because I'm sweating and I feel like I'm dying. Um, but when I get out, it's just like, I lay down and I'm like, I've reached some sort of Nirvana. I'm, I'm in yeah. heaven. I'm going uh, to yeah. uh, try this. I'm writing this down. Uh, and then finally adding stretching, uh, stretching uh, to my routine as well, like yoga. And those three things for now have, um, have made all the difference. And uh, yeah, when I get older, I'm just going to inject myself to the gills with steroids. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I had the same thing, same shoulder thing, like like steroids. No, no, oh, oh, just, shoulder, sorry. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I could totally relate though to like just getting to a, like a rock bottom in your health, even though you're training a lot and yeah. causing a change. And like the younger mindset is, fuck it, I'll just train through this. Push but, through. You know, you can't at a certain point, and when you do make that. And you discover like it opens up whole new worlds and whole new worlds of yeah. cool things that you can do with your body and your mind that you just didn't know were possible for because you're too busy training through it. So man, I yeah. totally get that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Last uh, Anton, last question, I think. We're nearly out of time. So sure. Um, well, I guess just what what's something that um that you that you would like like people to like people to know basically what's something that's, that you think's interesting what's getting your attention at the moment in the world about jujitsu or about sorry about you that's <laughs> my girlfriend calling well what's getting your attention what's getting your attention that you think the world should know about um fuck i'd say australia getting good at jujitsu um mm. we were always like so far behind and like like the thought of anyone good coming out of Australia was like such a far cry. And yeah. it's, it's so good to see now that like all these like up and comers, like, you, you know, Craig, obviously um, Rod, who's on the card, he got silver at worlds, if I'm not mistaken. Like you've got a lot of people from Australia now coming up. Um, you've got Jeremy Skinner. Um, you've got um, Isaac, you, you know, and that's just the beginning. It's not like a, a lightning in a bottle. That's, going to continue so yeah. pretty soon i think you're going to see australia as like a hub for jiu-jitsu uh because we do well in most sports like think of the size of australia and how many gold medals that we actually get in the olympics for how small we are um i think now with the correct development people training properly um the online content being available australia is going to fucking blast off and start making a real scene on the international competition scene so true. that's what i'm looking forward to 
What yeah, is it to finish on? You're yeah, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you, Lachlan, on the big stage and uh, Thank you. bringing your wild style. I think it'll be very entertaining and um, everyone listening will hopefully feel the same. So, yeah, thank you so much for giving up your time. Let's hope these borders stay open and uh, no more lockdowns for any of our states. And, yeah, we can see you and uh, looking forward to bowl. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, you're gonna Thank you for having me get today, guys. Yeah, thank you, man. You're you're perfect for the for the super eight, man. You're perfect. You're gonna bring the heat. Yeah. All right. Cheers. All right. We'll have Thanks. this out probably tomorrow. So if you could share it on your socials, that would be awesome. It'll really help our audience grow as well. So I most certainly can. I can't get enough of letting people hear my voice. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Take care. Take it easy. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.